Moving on to the slang. So, can you can you define a few of these for me? A birder or birdo? Oh, yes. Um, I should actually look what I said in the big Twitch. <laughs> I can get it for you in front of, in front of me. Yeah, if you want. A, bir- a birder is um, what sort of more serious bird watchers like to call themselves because bird watcher has a bit of a frivolous con um, or a not very not very hard sort of reputation. Like bird watcher could be anything from little old lady who feeds the pigeons. So people who get serious about it like to call themselves, at least in Australia and England, birders. Yeah. Um, bird- the Aussies birdo. <laughs> yeah, Aussie. It used to be birdo, but that's become a little bit math and passe. I think uh, a, a, a bit, a bit, a bit cute. But it is that Australian thing of always wanting to put an O or an E on the end. Yeah. So you couldn't do birdie. Um, so you did birdo, but it's gone out of fashion a bit. Very few. More, more only the older, really older birders still call themselves birdos. And what about dip or to dip out? Oh, yeah, dip would be is uh, as happened for some people with the tufted duck, they were away and by the time they got back to Melbourne and down to Werribee, the duck had flown. Um, and so dipping <laughs> out is a very unpleasant experience. It's when you go to find it, when you look for a bird, that you know is th- that has been there and you don't see it. What about a stringer? A stringer is uh, the is basically we were talking about stringers before. It's the worst label you can have in the birding community, um, and that is somebody who does. It's not about making a mistake and misidentifying a bird. That everybody does that, and that's yeah. accepted. It's the people who either don't accept that they've misidentified a bird and stay with that original identification or they completely fab- fabricate a sighting. So there's even the, that malicious nature within people where they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, write down that I saw this, but I didn't really. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Uh, and this, it's a very hard thing to prove because it's subjective. How do we know what that person saw? But at times the, the people who fabricate definitely get, you know, can get caught out. People have... As, I, as I've said, people have taken photographs of birds on holidays and then, uh, you know, there's an infamous case recent, uh, a few years ago, somebody photographed a bird when they're on holiday in Fiji and then a year later tried to claim that they saw it, that they took the photo <laughs> off East Gipps, uh, off Gippsland or something. <laughs> so, so those things tend to fall apart. But the, the other, the more common stringing, it's often self-delusion it's that, it's that fine line when you don't get a good view of a bird and naturally you want to see the rarer thing rather than the common thing. And so yep. where you go, where, where you start to fudge at the edges of the lexicon and... and um, you're rounding up, not down. You're rounding up, yeah. So you're going, well, that <laughs> possibly could have been, uh, you know, a tufted duck, but it flew off, so I can't really tell. And so over the... Day that possible becomes a probable, which may end up becoming a definite and goes down in your book <clears throat> as in, well, what else could it be? And it's <laughs> just automatically going for the more exotic. A lifer. Lifer, this is for the listers, the, the twitchers, the people who keep a list of all the birds they see, and a lifer is the is the number one desire. It is the, um, it, it's a new bird for your, that you've seen in your life. So it's, it's what's called your life list. People have, bird watchers will have a lot of lists, their backyard list, their 
you know, their suburb list, their state list, their country list. Yeah. List. I think this sounds like my dad. Yeah, the, the, the life list is the, the big one, really. And to grip off. I like these oh, yes. phrasal verbs, right? To dip out and to grip off. Yes, gripping off. Being gripped off is not as pleasant as it may sound. <laughs> or as crude. <laughs> yes, it's, it, it's, it's essentially the, um, it, it's when somebody who has seen a bird um, goes up to somebody who hasn't seen the bird, i.e. a dipper, somebody who's dipped out on seeing a bird, and basically rubs it in that they've seen it and this other person hasn't. So that's- <laughs> Have you seen these photos? I took all these photos. They're really yeah. great. <laughs> and and it, sometimes it's malicious and sometimes it's just bird watchers can be a bit insensitive, uh, a bit um, singularly folk. So, oh, lost, some, lost some books there, but um, yes. keep going. <laughs> so, so they're... Um, Yes, yeah, so, so, yeah, it is that thing where they're showing the back of the camera photos. Oh, look at this beautiful plumage. Oh, look at this. You can see all the identifying features and the, and the poor dipper is sitting there just quietly wanting to die. <laughs> all, right. all right, two more. A pill. What's that? A pill. A pill. Yeah, I think this was, um, I think you wrote down a fat person or something in this one. Oh, let me check it out. Let me check it out. What have you got here? Pill, another name for a football. What a twitcher oh. soon becomes if they don't get to the bird they're looking for. I wasn't sure if that was a, a um, reference to them becoming too fat because they, you know, get get frustrated and on the road all the time. Oh, no, no, no. That's, um, yeah, with the glossary, I was doing it because I was going through looking at um, Australianisms as well as birderisms. And, yeah, the, I think I talked about Australian football and, how we call, sometimes call the football the pill. And then as a joke, I added in, um, uh, I added in the, uh, yeah, the uh, appeal is also an Australian slang term for somebody who's making a nuisance of themselves. Uh. From, but um, it's, you know, that, like a pest, really. Oh, that guy's a, that bloke's a pill. And flush? Our flush is to, uh, doesn't sound as rude, is, uh, it's not as rude as it sounds. Flush is, um, a, a questionable practice where people want to see a bird but they can't find it and they know it's in a particularly a field or a bush or something, so they will they will barge into the bird's yeah. room to its habitat and try and get the bird to fly, to flush. It's a similar term to what they use in um, in shooting, you know, shooting pheasants and things like that. Flush it out of somewhere. Flush yeah. it out, yeah. Bird watchers don't necessarily use beaters very much to flush birds like the like the grouse shooters do in Britain. But um Oh and this is where that expression comes from to beat around the bush. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's uh there are there is a bit of an overlap between between uh shooting and, and birding because in the early days of ornithology most ornithologists didn't use binoculars. Yeah. Probably didn't good quality optics didn't exist. Field guides didn't exist. They basically used their gun uh, to identify birds. It was like, what's that? I'll shoot it and find out. Um, unfortunately, we've moved, generally moved on from there. But uh, but a lot of those terms kind of transferred through the ages. And I always, I've always said that, you know, um, in, in some ways, birdwatching still appeals to that prime instinct of, of hunting, of getting some, of, of conquering something. But I say it's because you don't shoot it or usually put yourself 
or in life-threatening situations. It's more like hunting for wimps. Well, it feels like that with photography, right? And it's probably why we yeah. use the verb to shoot. You know, you, yeah. go, you shoot someone or you shoot, you shoot, take some photos, right? And I'm going to go take a few shots, but it's probably from shooting like with a gun. But I yeah, it, it is funny. I had that sort of urge. I'm like, I want to go out, see nature and, you know, see animals hunting or just bird or animal photography, photography, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it, uh, I, I've had debates with, with hunters and shooters before and they, you know, they'll say, but, you know, sh and, and I understand, I actually do understand where they're coming from, that a lot of the, the genuine hunters, yeah. categorise them like that, you know, not, not just the yobbos, uh, but the, they, they go out, they feel like they're, you know, they're, they're getting into the, into the, into nature, into the world of their prey. They're following their prey. They're they're attuned to it. It's just they kill it at the end. Yeah. And I th and they say you can't get that from anything else. You know, it's it's a great connection with nature in that sense. Okay. Well, actually, yes, because birdwatchers do exactly that. We just don't harm. In most cases, we never harm the bird. Uh, but we never harm the subject of our prey at the end. I think that's why I tend to have a bit more respect for, say, bow hunters versus just people with rifles. I mean, I'm sure there are good and bad people in both groups, but it seems like from the the amount that I know from from bow hunters, they seem to have to be very selective. They have to make sure that their shot will definitely kill, or they won't take it because they don't want to wound the animal. And so, and they'll spend three or four days trying to find something like a deer. You know, usually they're hunting um, invasive animals as well.